Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NHL, local experts on the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We've got all our NHL hosts here to recap everything for you from Tuesday, but we are going to start off with our biggest game. It took overtime and 13 goals to separate the Maple Leafs and Panthers last night. The biggest game. The Maple Leafs led Florida by as many as four goals early yesterday, but then the Panthers tallied five unanswered to take the win from Toronto and give the home fans a little fun high-scoring game to watch. Locked on Maple Leafs and Panthers recaps the fireworks in Florida. For the second time in a week, the Florida Panthers have a four-goal comeback to find a way to win. What is up, guys? This is Armando Velez from the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And the Florida Panthers defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs by a final score of 7-6 to six in overtime. Jonathan Huberto in this uh, game gets 5 points, 2 goals, 3 assists in this one. And surpasses the 100-point mark for the Florida Panthers. The first time a Florida Panthers player has ever exceeded 100 points. The Florida Panthers also in this game exceed 104 Points, which is now a franchise record in points for the Florida Panthers in a single season, passing their previous mark of 103 in the 2015-2016 season. The Florida Panthers were down as much as 5-1 in this one. Uh, pulled Sergei Bobrovsky after he gave up three goals on three shots uh, for the Florida Panthers in the second period. Not all of them were his fault. Some of them were the Florida Panthers were just letting uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs just skate through the defense um, like Swiss cheese. Uh, But um, Spencer Knight came in, uh, had a few saves uh, shorthanded, and then the Florida Panthers just uh, found a way uh, to come back into this one. This is also a game where out of the 13 goals, eight of them came um, in non-even strength. um, Six of them were on the power play, and two of them were shorthanded goals. Each team had three uh, power play goals, and each team had one shorthanded goal. So it was just a crazy game. Also, both teams both had too many men on the ice penalty. So it was just a weird game all around for both teams. So to listen to my recap of this 7-6 to six victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs and what it means for the division, make sure to listen to my latest episode of Lock On Florida Panthers podcast where Jacob Winans will be joining me on that episode on Winans Wednesday to recap this 7-6 to six victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs lose 7-6 in overtime. I don't even know where to start. I really don't know where to start. Uh, like, like I, I guess we go through over like the roller coaster of emotions of what that game was. Uh, they started out, you know, the, the, the Panthers open up the score and take a one-goal lead. Maple Leafs tie it back up, all right, looking pretty through one period of play. And then the Leafs get an early goal in the second period. And then they score another. And then they had three goals within like a minute and 40 seconds of each other. They're up 4-1, and you're thinking, okay, things are looking good. And then they get a goalie change. They're still kind of putting a little bit of pressure, but it's starting to even out a little bit. And then Jake Muzzin scores, makes it 5-1. You're thinking to yourself, all right, this one is in the bag. They went to Florida, the Sunshine State, picked up four points. This is a beautiful statement victory once again. And then it all kind of fell apart. Um, the it's, you know Sam Reinhart ends up scoring um, on the power play, makes it five two. Radko Gudis with the ugliest goal I've ever seen out of 
you know, this season, um, takes a clapper from the blue line off the rush and ends up beating Shawgren. And then we end up getting an injury to Eric Shawgren. In comes Jack Campbell, who has to play coming in colds, played the night before, not a, an ideal situation. And within like a minute of him coming in, Claude Giroux scores. <laughs> and from there, it was a Huberto. One of those two scored. Anyways, and then it kind of, you know, the Panthers just really took it to the Leafs at that point. Ended up with a 6-5 lead. Toronto did score, you know, Tavares scored on the power play to tie it late and at least salvage a point out of that one. And then a very entertaining overtime where both teams, it seemed like we're going to win it a couple of times there. But ultimately, Jonathan Huberdeau uh, finishes off his five point night with the game winner. Uh, he was fantastic for the Panthers tonight. But Toronto, one time led 5-1. Things were looking pretty. They lost 7-6 in overtime. That was not pretty. The Ottawa Senators have their first three-game win streak of the season, probably a little bit later in the year than they would have liked, but it still counts. Locked on Senators says it feels that much better doing it against the Canadiens. Three wins in a row in regulation for the first time this season, and it's in their rival's barn to boot. I'm Ross Levitan recapping a 6-3 Ottawa Senators victory over the Montreal Canadiens in a game that had goals back and forth in quick succession, some nastiness, and a whiner after the game. Well, you'll have to listen to Brendan Gallagher. I'm going to leave that be. But in the game itself, the Ottawa Senators came to play. We know Brady Kachuk was passed over in the 2018 draft when Montreal could have selected him at three, and he's made it his life mission to get them back for it. A goal and two assists for the captain of the Ottawa Senators in this game. Tim Stutzla has a goal. Mattia Joseph, who might be the hottest trade deadline acquisition. He's got nine points in his last three games now after two assist performance in this one. The Senators outshot Montreal 32-30. to 30. And this was a game where Ottawa led up the first goal. But after, gained two leads in quick succession. 2-1 and then 3-2. And both times, Montreal came right back to tie the game, but not once the third period came around. Drake Batherson opened the scoring in the third to pull Ottawa ahead only 29 seconds in, and it was all downhill for there for the Montreal Canadiens. Colin White made it 5-3, and then Austin Watson, his second of the night, gets Ottawa a 6-3 victory. For much more on this one, you can check out the postcast wherever you download podcasts, or stay tuned for tomorrow's Locked On Senators because you know we've got your team every day. After some messy play as of late, the Rangers cleaned things up to beat the Devils in New Jersey last night. Our Locked On Rangers host explains how New York put themselves together to get back on track and avoid mistakes in their win. Hey, what is going on, hockey fans? It's John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers. The Rangers just a couple of minutes ago wrapping up a very solid 3-1 to road victory against the Devils in New Jersey. The Rangers uh, bounced back from having lost their two previous games. And I thought the theme tonight was kind of Writing some wrongs, and most specifically, team defense. Uh, team defense, I'd say something about the Rangers' team defense against the Flyers, but they didn't play any defense against the Flyers. And they've really tightened things up tonight. Only one miscue early in the game prevented the Rangers from possibly getting a shutout, so it was really nice to see the Rangers just get back to basics, tighten everything up defensively, and really li limit the Devils' scoring chances. The few times that they did get scoring opportunities, Alex Georgiev was usually up to the task. Uh, he wins his fifth straight game for the Rangers, so he's really turned it around after you know going through a rough stretch there. And got to give some shout-out to Chris Kreider as well. 
He scores on the power play, now has 47 goals in the season, including 25 on the man advantage, which is a new franchise record for the New York Rangers. What else can you say? Just having an absolutely unreal season is Chris Kreider. He goes from never scoring 30 goals in his career to maybe getting 50 this season. And Ryan Strom, really good to see him back into the lineup as well. We finally get a chance to see him play with uh, Panarin Kopp. All three of them are finally, uh, you know, all healthy and available, and that should be the second line for the Rangers going forward. So a lot of positives to take away from this game, and we will talk about all of it on the next episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Do not miss it. Coming up, the Red Wings win thanks to their goalie, and the Penguins can't beat the Avalanche at home. This is Locked On Now NHL. This edition of Locked On Now is brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all of your online sports betting needs. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and this is Masters Week, so you definitely want to check in with them. Odds, props, whatever you want to bet on, they have you covered. Just head over to betonline.net. Welcome back to Locked On Now NHL. I'm Kainani Stevens. Thank you so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We're going to take another look around the league. Let's go around the league. The Philadelphia Flyers lost last night, but Philly got big nights from what it hopes will be their future stars. Locked On Flyers gives you the names that you need to know. This is Rachel Donner with your Locked On Flyers postgame quick reaction to the Flyers' 4-2 defeat at the hands of the Columbus Blue Jackets. This is the first in a back-to-back series against the Blue Jackets. There were a lot of firsts in this game with first NHL goals on both teams, one for Noah Cates of the Flyers and Carson Meyer of the Blue Jackets. And the first NHL point for recently signed Flyers defenseman Ronnie Adderd. Uh, Adderd was paired with Keith Yandel in this game, who was back in the Flyers lineup due to injuries on the Flyers blue line. The two, I think, struggled defensively. They were on the ice for three Columbus goals. It was a good learning experience for Adderd, I think. He did some really good things on the offensive side of the puck, especially utilizing his heavy shot that led to that assist on a JVR redirect up front. But he had some trouble net front on the other end of the ice uh, for a couple of Columbus's goals in this one. The Flyers had a ton of shots on goal on their side of the ice with a season-high 49, but they faced a really tough goaltender in Elvis Merzlikens, who was making his seventh consecutive start for the Blue Jackets. I think the Flyers were also overpassing a little bit in this one, especially on the power play, which was unsuccessful all game. They made one too many passes and missed out on some potential high danger chances, I think. Ultimately, they just couldn't get enough of those shots past Elvis to win this one. For more on the Flyers all season long, tune into the Locked On Flyers podcast. The Pittsburgh Penguins had chances at home last night, but you need to execute on those chances more often if you want to get a win, especially against a team like the Colorado Avalanche. Our Locked On Penguins host goes over this high-scoring affair. Well, Penguins drop another one to the Colorado Avalanche on Tuesday night. Hey, everyone, I'm Hunter Hodes here of the Locked On Penguins podcast, back with another Locked On Now. Penguins, I thought they were fine tonight. They generated a lot of chances, but again, one of their biggest problems all year is that they haven't been able to finish 
and that came up again tonight. Tristan Jari also had a subpar performance. We haven't seen that a lot this season. He's been one of the best goaltenders in the league, and you combine those two things, and you play the Colorado Avalanche, the best team in hockey, and this is the result you get. Again, a 6-4 to four loss. Um, for more on the Pittsburgh Penguins and how the schedule is going to get even tougher on Thursday when they go to New York to play the Rangers, you can go check out the Locked on Penguins podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Red Wings beat the Bruins last night, and you didn't need to be an expert to see why it happened, but we still got one for you, though. Locked on Red Wings is going to recap a 47-save night and a well-earned win for goalie Alex Nijelkovic. Alex Nedeljkovic was in peak form tonight as he makes 47 saves. Holy crap. On 50 shots against the Boston Bruins as the, all thanks to him, really. The Detroit Red Wings beat the Bruins 5-3. The Little Caesars Arena snapped their losing streak. And uh, big game. I mean, they're so far out of the playoffs, but games like this just mean so much for the culture. This team needed a win in a bad way, and Nedeljkovic came up huge. And, of course, Dylan Larkin scored his 30th goal of the season. He remains a point per game. He got the number one star in tonight's game as well. Vrana had a nice goal and a nice assist. That assist setting up Zadina to break his goal drought, his first goal in 10 games. Then big Rass, Rasmussen, continues to be playing, to be playing really hot right now uh, with another goal tonight. A nice shot from his, him as well. Just uh, the offense in general and, of course, Nedeljkovic, clicked on all cylinders today and uh no better team to do it against than the boston bruins as there were some uh after game theatrics to say the least and scotty and i are going to be talking about this one tonight on lockdown red wings fighting for a playoff spot the nashville predators desperately needed a win and they got it against the surging minnesota wild locked on predators tells you how nashville took down one of the hottest teams in hockey Ryan Johansson and the Nashville Predators had a very good night against a very good Minnesota Wild team. Hi everyone, I'm Ann Kimmel from Locked on Predators. The Nashville Predators are in the thick of the playoff hunt and really needed two points against Central Division rival, the Minnesota Wild. And they were able to do that, winning tonight at Bridgestone Arena, six to two over the Wild team. Now this game had a little bit of everything. There were special teams, there were several fights and some very interesting lineup changes made by head coach John Hines. Now, these changes resulted in some prolific scoring. Multiple point games were had by Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, and Matthias Ekholm. Also with a multiple point game, Philip Tomasino, who was bumped up to the top line and flourished there, recording a goal and two assists. But the real stars of the game tonight were Ryan Johansson and UC Saros. Ryan Johansson scored two power play goals in the first period and added an empty net goal to record his first career hat trick. And UC Saros stood strong in net, playing really well and facing 49 shots, saving 47 of them. This was a huge win for the Nashville Predators. They have struggled lately, and tonight they were able to play 60 minutes of good hockey and return to the ice with the swagger we've seen from them before. The Dallas Stars got a win last night, and with it, they're now back into playoff position. Locked on Stars goes over a huge two points for Dallas. 
The Dallas Stars take care of business on Tuesday night and get a win over the New York Islanders to put themselves back into a Western Conference playoff spot. Hey, everybody. Dane Lewis here with the Locked On Stars podcast, coming to you after the Dallas Stars 3-2 revenge win over the New York Islanders. In Dallas, the Stars finally back at the American Airlines Center after a long road game ridden month of March and they come back home in a big way and pick up two points and almost could have had the first wild card spot had the Minnesota Wild knocked off the Nashville Predators but nonetheless glad that the Stars were able to get this win and jump ahead of Vegas yet again and this was a huge win because the contributors were not maybe the people that you would suspect Marion Sudanich gets his second goal of the season but his first as a Dallas Star and a fantastic Hustle, rebound type play. He was even working along the boards to help keep the puck in the zone in that possession. And then he gets rewarded with his first goal in victory green. Tyler Sagan gets his 20th goal of the year off of a deep Joel Hanley shot from the blue line. And then Roddick Foxa, one of the more intriguing stories of the game, gets sent to the Stars locker room after catching a mean shot. Uh, from one of his teammates, I believe Joel Hanley shot the puck. It catches Roddick Fox and knocks him down for a little bit. He goes to the Stars locker room, but then he comes back out in the third period and scores the game-winning goal shorthanded with a little bit of help from Luke Glenn Denning. But all around, a fantastic effort from this Stars team. This was a tough, grinded-out game from against a team like New York, like we've said on the show. The Islanders, a very sneaky, good team out of the Eastern Conference. They've just had some tough outings this season, but this is an impressive win, a important win. Uh, and the Stars really need to capitalize on these home games if they truly do want to make it into the postseason over teams like Vegas. Well, we will cover this game in its entirety on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Stars. We'll see you there. That's all for today on Locked On Now NHL. Thank you so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you check out Locked On NHL and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kaidani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.